Okay, so it happened outside Huntsville, Alabama. In Limestone County, there was a sheriff. He's 70 years old by the name of Mike Blakely. Okay, back in August, this sheriff was accused of taking these no-interest loans from the county jail fund that held prisoners' money. Not good. Also stole $4,000 from his own campaign account. He was in his 10th straight term at the time that he got convicted. They say that he's Alabama's longest-serving sheriff at the time. But, you know, there was those little issues about stealing money, and so he got put in jail. So after he was done in jail, he actually wrote a review. Best jail in the state of Alabama. The food was really good. The staff took very care of me. Couldn't ask for a better treatment from the inmates. Yep, there's your Yelp review. And in case you're ever wondering, how does a banana get out of jail? Anybody? It wins on appeal. Yes, that's courtesy of Alexa, by the way. Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. And just a quick reminder here at the top to make sure that you rate, you review, you subscribe, you follow the podcast. And uh, Tech Refresh is brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. Tech news and tips you can use right now. Join almost 100,000 folks who get The Current Newsletter. That's right. I say the because that's the website where you need to go to sign up. It's thecurrentnewsletter.com, or you can say thecurrentnewsletter.com, whichever way. Just make sure that you get there and you see a sample and you sign up. And it's called Kim Commando and Friends here with Tech Refresh. And of course, we have Ali Seligman on board, and she's our amazing content queen. And Ben Bradley, he's our trusty news director. And we have a new friend joining us later on, Matthew Heffel. He's our official internet scout. Oh, it's an amazing segment. You're not going to want to miss that. So why don't we get this party rocking and rolling already? And Ali, you start. What's going going on in the news? Well, of course, Facebook is in the news, but we're going to wait on that one. The other big thing this week, Windows 11 is here. Finally, it's not in beta anymore. Dun, da, da, da. Yay! Looks just like a Mac. <laughs> if you don't see the update on your PC yet, don't worry. The rollout, Microsoft is, says, is going to take months. They're aiming for mid-2022. If you're wondering uh, what the heck is going to take so long, well, there are just so many Windows PCs. At last count, there were 1.3 billion that had Windows 10. So this is a lot. Okay, but Allie, how do you get to the front of the line? I mean, you know, our people, they never want to be like the last to get things. Exactly. Is that that whole insider program? Not insider anymore. So first, just check if it already got pushed out to your PC. All you have to do is go to settings and then update and security. If it's there for you, great. You can download it. If you don't see it yet, go to the Microsoft website and you can download something. It's called the Windows 11 Installation Assistant. Now... You might get the same notification that I did. Your PC is not supported. Oh, sad. Oh, womp womp. Allie, you're kidding. I'm not. No, I work on an old PC that the the processor is just too old. It's a really powerful computer, but old processor. So stinks for me. In news that will shock no one, there are, of course, some issues already. Uh, One of the biggest ones is slower network speed. So you get all excited, you update your computer, and then... Your internet slows down. That's not good. There is a file explorer memory leak too, aka your computer might just crash because you run out of RAM. So that's great. I would say, even though there's been this long beta period, it might be in your best interest to just wait a little while. You know, give it a few weeks because (laughs) you can bet there is going to be a pretty quick update to fix some of these big issues. My advice is always, if it's your main computer, if you work on it, it's just not going to be work. 
the heartache. Yeah, looks more like a Mac. Like Ben said, there are some some good features, but if you don't want to be annoyed all day long, eh, maybe wait. Now, um, a little tip if you wanted to see how things are progressing. Because even on commander.com, we can't cover every single little in and out of what's broken, what's not, because, yeah, we all know there are going to be a lot. Go over to Reddit, Reddit slash R slash Windows 11. It's actually a really good community. People talking about these are the issues I'm having. This is what works great. Um, kind of giving each other tips. Of course, a healthy amount of complaining, but it's a pretty darn good Reddit forum. I will say this. The problems are all part of the experience. That's how you know it's a genuine Microsoft product. <laughs> it's a feature. <laughs> That's right. I mean, so, you know, I was feeling pretty anxious about Windows 11 myself. And and then I updated Microsoft Office and it totally improved my outlook. I mean, I was just <laughs> all over that. All right, Ben, what's going on in your news world? Well, wouldn't you know it? Holiday shopping is already here. Now I'm waiting for the collective groan or eye roll or whatever. I know. Way yeah, too yeah. early. I yeah. know. It's like, it's like way too early. Well, you know how it starts a little earlier every year. Well, this year, it's actually going to be a good idea to actually maybe take advantage of doing your shopping earlier. Uh, because if you wait too long, whatever it is you're looking for may be hard to find or just impossible. It comes down to two, two main reasons. One is that ongoing semiconductor shortage, those chips that are in everything, uh, consumer electronics, cars, more limited availability this holiday season because you still can't they can't keep up with the manufacturing. So gaming consoles like the PS5, the Xbox, they've been hard to get since they came out almost a year ago. And that's in a category of its own. But you may have trouble finding things like certain TVs, smartphones, tablets, smart appliances, all kinds of things. The second problem is the global supply chain issues. So that only adds to it. It's not just a short supply of the electronics. It could mean less to choose from in other categories like toys housewares, clothing, and shoes. So it comes down to this. If you see a good deal on something that you're shopping for now and it's in stock, just scoop it up. You might just jump on it. Yeah. Just buy it. I don't have a crystal ball, but you know, some retailers are afraid they're going to run out of some popular products by November. And for what's Ooh. left, you're going to see price hikes. So if you any of you want to get me anything for Christmas, I would suggest that you go shopping now. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to give me an IOU, would you, at any point? It will be delivered I mean, in March. Oh, one more thing. Speaking of holiday shopping, though, uh, you know, Amazon just started their pre-Black Friday sales the last few days, a bunch of different categories, but they have this new feature. So Prime members can now use the mobile Amazon app to send gifts or whatever to anyone, all they need is an email address or a phone number. They don't even need an address. So the recipient gets a text or an email that they have a present waiting. Yeah, they can accept, decline, or ignore it. But still, you know, I understand it's supposed to simplify the whole process of gift giving, but it's something you can't opt out of. And from a privacy standpoint, it's a little creepy to think how it could be used, you know, by stalkers and Oh, it's not just stalkers. I mean, can't you just see that? This is the newest scam alert that we're going to be giving on the site. If you get this Amazon text and 100%. it doesn't look legit, make sure that you don't click, okay? Because Kim Commando is not sending you a PS5. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, so, you, Ali, you mentioned Facebook news. There was a little bit of things going on with Facebook this past week, right? 
I mean, on first we had 60 Minutes, this former Facebook product manager, anonymous whistleblower. She was giving all kinds of documents to the Wall Street Journal. And she came out, she revealed her identity. She had thousands of documents showing that Facebook is just fully aware that, I know, it's a shocker that Facebook is used to spread hate, violence, and fake news, and Facebook was trying to hide all that evidence. So her name is Frances Haugen. She's 37 years old, and she says that Facebook knows it inspires anger and hate and emotional reactions, but that keeps people on the site. And when they can keep people on the site, Facebook makes more money. Total manipulation. Facebook also knows that Instagram, they own that too, hurts young girls, but they don't do anything about it. So Facebook's a public company that hit all this from shareholders where profits are more important than public and civic good. So it's not going to be the end of Facebook, but maybe Zuckerberg's position as CEO is in jeopardy because I don't know if you remember, but do you ever see that picture of Mark Zuckerberg during the congressional hearings? I mean, he totally looks like data from Star Trek, doesn't he? And so almost this is yeah, exactly. He actually said this about the claims that they were deeply illogical. Okay. It's <laughs> like, okay, maybe you really are data in the mist. <laughs> we don't really realize that. But who exactly is Frances Haugen anyway? Okay. She's the tipster, as I mentioned, who leaked thousands of company documents to journalists, lawyers, and lawmakers. She's worked for tech giants like Google, Yelp, and Pinterest. Her Facebook gig was paying her about $200,000 a year. Uh, She has a Harvard MBA that Google paid for, by the way. She also has a degree in computer engineering. And she says that she felt compelled to leak all this at the encouragement of her mother. Okay, her mother was a biochemist. Notice I said was, but now she's an Episcopalian priest, which she became one in 2012. And her advocacy actually dates back to her childhood. When you start reading about her, when she was eight years old, I mean... This was not me at eight years old. I was riding my bike and playing with G.I. Joes and Pong or something like that. Frances was writing letters to her U.S. representatives saying that the road widening project was going to be bad because then she couldn't ride her bike home from school on that street because it would be too busy. Uh, At 27 years old, she found a dating app that today is now known as Hinge. It doesn't say whether or not she made money off of it. I think it sold for like $2 billion dollars. Uh, She grew up attending Iowa caucuses with her parents, who were professors at the local university, by the way. And she says that they instilled a strong sense of pride in democracy and responsibility. A former professor calls her brilliant, whose hand was always raised in the classroom. So Frances sounds like a pretty cool chick, doesn't she? I mean, somebody that we would all be friends with. And let me tell you, I am so proud of Frances for single-handedly taking on Facebook because... No doubt, you guys know this, she's going to be taken through the legal ringer, right? I mean, all kinds of disputes in courtrooms. She's going to be blackballed throughout Silicon Valley. She is now the poison pill as far as so many people are going to be concerned. But I think that she probably could have a career in politics if she really wanted to, that she could transition to that. I mean, but at least, hey, she wasn't a whistleblower in a blizzard because then she'd be snowed in. Oh, okay. Okay. And then this happened after Francis started making all the waves when on CBS and other places is that I'm sure we all know this is that for six long hours, millions and trillions of people around the world had absolutely nothing to do. Some people I have heard that they actually picked up a book 
and they actually read something because Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, it was down. And then it started coming back up. And then Facebook started saying that it was all because of their DNS, which, all right, DNS stands for Domain Name System. And it's this huge database because websites are actually numbers, but people can't remember numbers. So it translates it into names like commando.com. So without this DNS networks can't operate they can't route the traffic so think about it was it an accident was it a coinkydinky was it a malfunction uh i don't believe the whole dns system that it seems really really far-fetched to me the truth is going to come out but probably not from facebook because facebook always has this paradox i mean think about this they were ever discovering that one of their users is trying to build a bomb. Okay, they are sitting there and they have this moral dilemma. Okay, do they actually turn this account over to the FBI or do they start serving this person advertisements for digital timers? I mean, what could be more <laughs> important to Facebook? Crazy stuff. And of course, there's always more news. And if you want to follow the news, head over to commando.com because that's where every single day we keep you up to date with breaking security alerts and tech news that you don't want to miss. But coming up next here on Tech Refresh, we have some incredible tech tips that you don't want to miss. I've got one that I think is just killer about how to buy unclaimed packages that maybe Amazon or Target or somebody else sent. We're going to be also talking about how to download all your photos from Facebook and two-factor authentication. Yeah, it's coming to all your Google accounts, so stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly show about all things digital. It's fun, it's entertaining, and best of all, it's informative. But here's the deal. If you are ghosting us on social media, ugh, stop that. Well, let me back up. Maybe you don't know what ghosting is because I actually said that to Barry the other day. I said, oh my God, they're like ghosting me. And he's like, I'm sorry, Kim, what's ghosting? I mean, like, they're just not even paying attention. Like, they're not even there. Like, they're a ghost. Okay, so if you're ghosting us on social media, make sure that you follow us. And there's a trend. Facebook.com slash Kim Commando, Twitter.com slash Kim Commando. I know you knew that. Okay. And guess, come on, guess what Instagram is? Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. That's right. All right. So this is where we talk about some tech tips. Allie, why don't you go ahead and go first with your tech tip this week? All right. Well, with Facebook down for six hours, I think we were all panicking. What if it doesn't come back? What about all the pictures that, oops, they're just on Facebook? Well, all right. It's pretty easy to do. There are a few different ways. I want to tell you the easy route. So go to your profile, click on one of your photo albums, and then at the top, you'll see one of those little three dot menus. Click that, and then you can just click download album. That's it. That's all you have to do. And then it ends up on your computer. Don't just leave it there stored locally because, you know, then what happens if your computer dies? So upload it to whatever cloud storage you use, and you'll be good to go. And then you get all those pictures that you want to get off of Facebook, right? Exactly. You know, people always have the question, though, Allie, that, you know, is there any way that I can get a higher resolution? So if somebody uploaded a really small photo of the kids or the grandkids, and then they want to make sure like, oh, you know, I want to be able to print this. There's really no way to increase the resolution, unfortunately, right? No, sometimes, though, what people end up doing, they're trying to save the thumbnail. And so if you're clicking the thumbnail, and you're saving that to your desktop, yeah, if you open that one, it's going to be really bad. So make sure you fully, you know, you click into the photo and you're saving the biggest one you can. Don't take a screenshot of it. That will degrade things even more. So make sure you're downloading the original version. That's really your best bet. And you don't have to be careful of any photos of plants that you download because they need to photosynthesize. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Ben, I see you groaning. Okay, what's going on? Two-factor authentication coming to the holy grail of all Google accounts? Kind of timely. Do you, did you know that this is Cybersecurity Awareness Month? Of course. Of course yeah. we knew that. Yes. Yeah. Come on, on the Ben, on the please. Months in advance. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's a good reminder. Take a little time. Evaluate security on your accounts. Brings me to Google. A few months ago, uh, Google said it was going to automatically enable uh, two-factor authentication, all Google accounts. It didn't say when until this week. And it's underway. And they plan on having 150 million users set to 2FA by the end of this year. But why wait? So, yeah, think about all the Google services you might use besides search, Gmail, Google Maps, YouTube. Just That's just to name a few. And you might already be enrolled, but there's actually an easy way to check if you're not. So browser, desktop, just go to myaccount.google.com. On the left side of the screen, click on security. Scroll down until you see sign in to Google. And you'll see an option for two-step verification. If it shows a blue check mark and says on, you already have 2FA enabled on your Google account. If not, click into it. And you have options. You know, you can get a prompt on your phone. You know, is this you trying to sign in? You can tap that. Or you can opt for text message 2FA uh, using the Google Authenticator app or even a physical security key. Either way, I can't recommend enough using some form of 2FA on Google and any other accounts you have that offer it. Now, over at commando.com, we have the steps on how to do all this, right? So if somebody missed all of that, they want to see all the little options. We've got screenshots. And so all the little visuals that you need in order to make sure that you set up 2FA on all your accounts. And did you know that Google is now a platform for recording your bowel movements? Yes, their new product is called Google Sheets. Yes, Google Sheets. (laughs) That was your best one of the day. (laughs) I worked hard on that one. All right, so over at commando.com, we do have this great tip. I actually read it myself. I said, oh my gosh, I find this so interesting that you can buy unclaimed packages. You know, we're talking about packages that didn't get delivered for some reason, and they get put up for auction. So one is called GovDeals, and they have the contract from the U.S. Postal Service to auction undelivered goods. But, you know, who knows what you're going to get? Like, for example, if you're in the market for a box of more than 40 random mobile phones from different makers, $310. Wow. I mean, for four, yes, exactly. There's also an, an, a cart with assorted electrical items. <laughs> Okay, so Ben, <laughs> there you go. For you. <laughs> it's only one dollar. Ben, this is going to be you. It has uh, Dell and HP monitors, an RCA boombox with an MP3 player. Yes, wait, a Nikon Ooh. Coolpix S2, and a Canon PowerShot camera, and just a crap load of keyboards for one dollar. You can get all of that. <laughs> and then there's also a pallet. Your boombox, and I wonder how long it's been sitting there. <laughs> it's been sitting there for a really long time. There's also a pallet in a warehouse that has 35 assorted appliances from Amazon. The current high bid is a hundred bucks. It's 400 pounds. Okay. But from the image, you can see like several Keurig boxes. So you got some coffee makers as well as black and Decker appliances. Of course we all need, you know, a lot of black and Decker appliances. Um, so, you know, there's no way they say to verify the contents. You want to check the photos, you know, there's sometimes there's a manifest, We have a lot of tips on how to get this done over at commando.com to make sure that you don't get scammed. But now, oh my gosh, it's time for You Choose the Fake News. It's the greatest part of Tech Refresh, aside from, you know, when I speak. But this is where we talk about news headlines. It's two real headlines and one fake one. So, Ben, two real headlines and one fake one. Take it away. Okay, here we go. 
How lasers can fix your rubbery chicken. You ready for this? Okay. It's a big one because, you know, cooking chicken, you risk it coming out rubbery or worse, still raw. So you have a team of researchers at Columbia University figuring out a solution using different types of lasers to cook 3D printed chicken thoroughly and with no adverse effects on how it tastes. You know what? It does. Have you ever microwaved a chicken breast? Yes. Okay. Delicious. It, okay. I have. It's disgusting. It is awful. Oh. Yes. It's too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, just because, you know, raw? yeah, it was bad. Okay. So that's headline oh. number one. And how about number two, Ben? The bug that sent the Amazon package to the roof. That's right. Now viral on TikTok, a California homeowner's doorbell camera caught the hilarious incident of an Amazon delivery driver swatting at a bug and in the process accidentally launching a package of vitamins he was holding onto the home's roof. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay, how about number three? Number three. The alien life form that turned out to be lunch. When two French astronauts returned from the ISS, they secretly brought a sample back of what they thought could be some kind of alien spore. Briefly generated a little bit of buzz, but was debunked quickly. Turns out the mystery spore was what was left over from an old food ration that had been subjected to the artificial atmosphere of the ISS for nearly three months. Ooh. Okay. What do you think, Al? Uh, rubber okay. chicken be better. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say that. What would you rather eat, <laughs> alien food or rubber chicken? Okay. All right. I am going to say the alien story is real because, I, I don't know, the truth is out there. I'm going to... Between laser chicken or the package on the roof, I'm going to say that Ben is trying to be sneaky. The package on the roof seems pretty believable to me. And so I'm going to say that that's the fake headline. Wow. This is a tough one. This is the tough one. It is. I'm going to say that the... The fake news is the... Mm, I want to say the spore. I do. I want to. I want to say the, uh, the, uh, the astronaut story. So all right. So Ben, here comes the big drum roll. See. Okay. So here's the deal, folks. Is that if you if you subscribe to this podcast and you leave us a review, at some point we may be able to afford real sound effects. So for right now. It's just <laughs> me. Okay, so this is another reason why you should always rate and review. Okay, so the drum roll, please. Not quite the drums, but you get the gist. Right. So both of you have submitted your final yes, answer. Yes, yes, correct. One of you is correct. <gasps> so okay, remember it's the, the Kim uh, Commando and friends. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, rubber chicken and the team of researchers at Columbia. Oh, yeah. They're really doing that. Got to, you know, that's science. <laughs> the uh, Amazon package, also very real oh. on TikTok. I made up the alien spore. Well done, Kim. That, see, I just knew it. I just, I could, I could just feel it because, you know... It's really, you know, you have to really be able to, like, look at fake news and versus real news because it's all over. I mean, you know, studies show that liberals are less susceptible to fake news. You know, I read that on Facebook, so I know that it just absolutely has <laughs> to be true. All right. So coming up, oh, my gosh, you are guys and gals are in such a treat because our dedicated Internet scout, Matthew Heffel, is here. And let me tell you about Matthew. 
He's just an incredible guy. He's so good looking. He's so smart. And he's the guy that always wants to keep us on our toes here in the studio. So we thought, hey, you know what? Why don't we just share Matthew with the whole world? And so that's what we're doing. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. Tech news and tips you can use right now. It's absolutely free. You can see a sample. You can sign up over at thecurrentnewsletter.com. And joining us now with Tech Refresh every week is our brand new friend, Allie and Ben. Would you join me in welcoming Matthew, our dedicated internet scout to Tech Refresh? Woo! Hooray! Welcome, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? This is awesome. Matt, what do you think, what qualifies you as our dedicated internet scout? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but but really, I mean, tell us why. You know, um, I am a certified millennial. Uh, I'm not sure if that really matters in this day and age, but, um, and I think that I spend probably too much time on TikTok and the internet. Um, so, uh, kind of keep my finger on that pulse, you know? And see, and that's why, Matthew, you're here. So you're going to tell us what's trending online so we can, A, look cool in front of all the kids. Uh, Maybe, B, we want to jump on the bandwagon. Or, C, we're just thankful that we're just not one of them, right? I mean. fair enough. (laughs) All right. All three. All right. So what do you got? What do you got for us first up? All right. So we are going to start on TikTok. So if you haven't heard, there is this new Netflix series called Squid Game. Um, And the show is basically about people uh, that are in debt and they're trying to get out of that debt. And the only way that they're able to do that is they get the opportunity to play children's games. Uh, But the difference is that these children's games are incredibly high risk. So um, people on TikTok have taken to... Uh, recreating these games and turning them into viral trends. Um, And while they don't have the same repercussions that they have in the show, um, they do end up uh, causing the show to get more and more traction online. Um, And this has led to this show becoming, uh, number one, the highest, um, the biggest Netflix show that's in a foreign language of all time. And the co-CEO of Netflix, just said this week that he predicts that this will become their biggest wow. show of all time. You're Thanks kidding, to... Matt. Wow. that's not... Okay, so give us some examples of the games. I mean, I'm not a watcher. Tell me what happens. So in one of the games, there is a giant robotic uh, child girl, um, and they're playing a game of red light, green light, um, where they have to run towards this robotic girl and this red line. And if they move after she says red light, um, uh, they are... How do I put this gently? Um, uh, eliminated? eliminated. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fun. So I hear this is a, a pretty dang gory show. Right? Yeah, I got a few episodes in, and then I'll, I, it was very intense. I plan on finishing it, um, but it's one of those shows that if you sit in one setting and just watch the whole thing, um, you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get uncomfortable. So you need to take a nap for a while. So here's what we have to do. Okay, Allie and Ben, and I promise that between now and next week, we will watch a little bit, if not one oh. whole episode. Oh, come on, Al. Don't be looking <laughs> at me like, oh, geez. I mean, I just made you like eat your homework. I mean, you did. Here's something that you don't know about me. I am such a baby when it comes to like gory things and violent things. I'll, I'll try. Oh, really? I'll try. Okay, well, I mean, if you can't do it, I understand. I watched this with a pillow on my face. Did you? 
<laughs> okay, yes. Okay, and then yeah. he can give you the notes. I mean, I'll give it a try, but I, I've seen Hunger Games, so. so. Okay, so Squid Game. So now if we want to, like, talk, like, the, if we want to, like, be one of the cool kids, we'll be like, hey, did you see, like, Squid Game? Okay, yeah. oh, now, yeah. what about number two? What do you have second on your list? <laughs> All right, so if you haven't heard, there will be a new space telescope um, heading up into space uh, by the end of this year. Um, it's scheduled to launch in December. Um, specifically December 18th. Um, it has been on hold for the last few years, um, and it has has actually been in production since 2001. It's called the James Webb Space Telescope. So this will be the farthest telescope from Earth, and it's one of the most scientifically complex things humans have ever done. So the reason that this has been so difficult is, if you Google a picture of this, you'll be able to see it. It's this gigantic triangle with this big golden disc on one side. And the big triangle will be always facing the sun, and it will be so far away from Earth that the reflection of light from the Earth will not be affecting it either. But it will always be facing away from the sun so that it doesn't have the sunlight um, in the way of it being able to take pictures of faraway galaxies. And one thing that they're saying is that because this specifically focuses on the infrared side of the visible spectrum, we will be able to see things so far away. We'll, we'll be able to see detailed pictures of exoplanets, so planets in other solar systems within our galaxy. Wow, um, that's something. That's neat. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Poor Hubble. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's exactly. a replacement for the Hubble telescope as the Hubble telescope has begun to deteriorate over the last 20 years. Um, but the reason this is in the news and trending online is because over the last few weeks, um, this... The name, James Webb, has been put under scrutiny um, because there was some accusations of him back in the 60s that, you know, uh, it was a long time ago. There were different. It was a different time. Um, and people had called to change the name. And at the beginning of or the end of last week, um, they announced that they will be keeping the name. So that has been something that has been trending online a lot as people talking about this. Telescope. So is it that he was a male chauvinist pig? Is that basically... Um, what the guy More was or homophobia was the accusation. Oh, okay. All right. So he yes. wasn't grabbing like women's butts in the elevator, but <laughs> those weren't the just... accusations. Who knows? Who knows? It was the same. <laughs> <Yeah. days. laughs> that's true. You actually never. All right. Uh, and then number three, that's trending. What... We're going to head right back over to TikTok. Um, so if you have been listening to the news or all at all, you probably heard that uh, kids are doing Worse and worse uh, pranks, they call them, at school or challenges. And this kind of started a few months ago with a trend on TikTok called Devious Licks. Oh, that's disgusting. And basically what this started yeah. out. <laughs> See, now it might sound gross, but it's more terrible than gross. Um, so <laughs> they started out by stealing pens, pencils, small stuff from their school, and then they would post videos of their hauls online on TikTok. And this progressively got worse and worse to where they were shutting down bathrooms in middle schools and high schools because kids were stealing the soap dispensers. They were stealing the mirrors in the bathroom. And the toilets. I saw and the toilet st- yeah. seats. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw, I saw a picture of somebody. Like, they showed the bathroom and, like, the toilet was gone. Like, what <laughs> is up with that? Where do you even put it? That doesn't fit your backpack. Uh, I... <laughs> So uh, at a middle school, they actually had 15 (laughs) soap dispensers stolen from the male bathroom, and they ended up closing that bathroom. And so the kids had to go. They all had one bathroom they had to wait in line in 
in a separate building to use the bathroom because they couldn't they had they couldn't let the kids leave the bathroom because they might have stolen a soap no. dispenser. I, I mean, this is why we can't have nice things. Okay, I mean, exactly. exactly. So it's gotten worse. Um, in the last few weeks, there has been warnings um, because there's a new similar challenge that's uh, kind of running amok on TikTok, um, and it's called Slap a Teacher ta- Challenge. Um, Ooh, and so, what? yeah, so this has kind of been getting out of hand and they're starting to warn teachers in Ooh. school districts, um, to, to, that this is happening. And, you know, they're kind of, um, some school districts in some states are kind of coming down on TikTok saying that, it, you know, TikTok, they have to explain themselves. But, you know, I kind of think that we just, you know, it's not TikTok's fault that kids are, are acting up, you know, I mean, kids have always done crazy things like this. This is just one more way of them kind of doing something that kids have always kind of done just in a worse kind of way. And this already happened in one place, right? There was a, yeah. I think I saw something, South Carolina maybe? I think it was in South Carolina. And, and with the kid, instead of slapping the teacher's face, he actually slapped the teacher's behind. Um, and if you know anything about teachers, my entire family is teachers, so they were telling me about this too, is that you cannot touch students whatsoever. So say a kid, he's even about to, hit them on the butt, they can't really grab their arm to stop them because teachers have that rule where they can't touch the students at all. So that's even creating more of an issue and they're trying to figure out how they can crack down on this issue. So TikTok's at it once again. Well, Matthew, I think you did a fine job for your first time here on Tech Refresh. I think we need to give him a round of applause. Yay. Thank you, Kim. Take a bow. Uh, You know, I, I have a joke. I don't know if I should say it. So let me just say this. If you have kids in the room, I want you to cover up their ears right now. Okay. So if you have, you're listening to with a child in the room, just cover their ears. But if you're an adult, this is something that you can use at parties, for example. Um, what do you call a urologist with a TikTok account? Anybody? Anybody? A dick doc. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't help it. All right. I'm going to use that one. (laughs) Allie, tell us what's trending on commando.com. Well, lots of things as always. One of our biggest stories in quite a while, actually. If you pick up your phone and you see this number calling, don't answer. I'm not going to give it away. But once you read it, you're going to say, oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm glad I know that. We've also got 12 home renovations that will decrease the value of your home. So if you've got any projects coming up, don't do this stuff. It's a bad idea. Kim, one of your recent columns that I thought was so good, nine photos that you should have on your phone. This is one of those, why didn't I think of this? Why haven't I done this yet? Let me take five minutes and just get this done. It's really smart. And it's more than just your, you know, your vaccination card. There are so many other things you should just have on your phone, like including like your medical insurance card, your dental insurance card, all these like car your auto registration card, your license plate numbers. I mean, that one I thought was so smart because that made me think, okay, I obviously I have no idea what my license plate number is. If I went out and my car was gone, what would I do? How would I know? So that <laughs> was the uh, white, it, it was, was the white one. It was the white one with four <laughs> wheels. Exactly. That's what I got. Yeah. Um, and then another tip that probably everyone should read because we all think sometimes, how can I get faster internet? Where to put your router for better speeds? And yes, it really does make a difference. And of course, all these are great tips that we always encourage you to share with your family members and friends. And at the top of every article at commando.com, every post, is that you'll see little social sharing buttons. And if you like it, 
share it because that means somebody else in your circle wills too. And don't forget, knowledge is power. Okay, and coming up, have you ever thought about having a portable projector? Okay, you're like, what? Why would I need a portable projector? Exactly, you need a port. Everybody needs a portable projector. Well, not everybody, but of course, you know, Ben is going to be here telling us about a portable projector that he loved, or maybe he hated. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly show about all things digital. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't already signed up for the currentnewsletter.com and you want me to stop talking about it, just sign up and then I can stop talking about it. Head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. It's a great tech newsletter. You can see a sample, you can sign up. And once again, it's over at thecurrentnewsletter.com. And now it's time for Ben with one of his great reviews. And this week, Ben, we're talking about an exciting portable projector. Yes. That's right, because you know, it's fall and it's too nice to stay inside, but you know, it's also good TV season. I mean, Ted Lasso and some of the other streaming shows on right now, I don't know about Squid Game that we talked about, but you know, you got that too. So why can't you just watch TV or movies in the backyard or even camping? I've done it. So the projector I'm talking about is not one that's supposed to like be your home theater projector, one of those really high end. This is the Nebula Solar from Anchor, and it's an all-in-one portable projector, and I do mean all-in-one. So first, it can be wireless. It's not solar-powered or anything like that. That's just the model name. But it really is portable, just like under 8 inches by 8 inches and less than 2 pounds. 1080p, you can adjust the screen size from 30 inches to 120 inches, and it has this really cool autofocus and image adjust feature. Three-hour battery life on a charge. Bluetooth, app-controllable. You can use it as a Bluetooth speaker. The best part, it has Android TV built in. So access to like 5,000 apps. You know, Netflix, Ooh. Google. Yeah. Because when... That's pretty Yeah, awesome. because, you know, when you're camping and you want to watch a movie, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and you're in the middle of nowhere and you need access to 5,000 apps. Exactly. And apparently 3G works just fine. So, but the pros on this, it's portable. It's easy to pack and store, truly wireless, you know, all the streaming options, like I said, and that auto adjust feature, which was just really neat. The cons, not the brightest picture. It would be nice if it had a longer battery life uh, and it's expensive. It retails for 600 unless you catch it Whoa. on sale. Ooh, yeah. Okay. You know you, what? I, I was hoping for like, two, I was like, all right, if this is like 200 bucks, yeah. maybe I'll okay, get that. You know, that sounds cool. So, ben, so why wouldn't you use something like a Pico projector? Well, I've got, um, and I don't, I don't even remember the brand. I've had one for like two or three years. It was like $60 on Amazon. There was really nothing, you know, it's, it was hardly adjustable. The focus features, there was no uh, keystone corrections where you can like, change the angle based on how, which way you're pointing. No apps, very bare minimum. This one is, you know, obviously it's supposed to you know, be this ultimate convenience, like you don't even have to have wires if it's fully charged up and you know you, could, you don't have to connect a streaming box you don't have to connect it to power you don't have to even you know fiddle with the controls so that's why and there's not a lot of them like this with all these features and so that of course is going to play in the price too when oh yeah i mean you know 60 dollars versus 600 that's a mm -hmm. big price difference <laughs> all right so on the number of ben heads one being loser five being phenomenal how many Ben heads are we given this anchor portable projector? Well, the price aside, I do love it. And so I gave it four out of five. 
Ooh. I mean, and I use why it. Not? That's so expensive. Yeah, the price is bad. The pri- I mean, the price is, yeah. But I mean, you look at home theater projectors, and you can get one around that, you know, price. But most of like home theater projectors, they're north of a thousand bucks, north of two thousand sometimes. Um, the portable ones are just not a ton to choose from. Is this one good enough to actually just have in your house and like you use, could it use it in the house? But it's not very bright, so you'd have to have it like in a room where just like curtains shut, lights turned out. So a lot of the newer projectors, you can still have like ambient light in the room and it's not going to mess with the picture. This one's, you know, not so bright, not compared to the ones made for your house. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So you can read more about Ben's projector review over at commando.com. And if you ever want Ben to review something specific, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. And by the way, in case you ever want to drop us a note telling us how much you love us, we'd love to hear from you, too. Don't be a troll. We only want to hear nice, positive affirmations. Okay, podcast <laughs> at commando.com. Once again, podcast at commando.com. And just a quick reminder to subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast because that helps more people find us. And Allie, thanks for being here. Matt, you're awesome, and so are you, Ben, and we'll see you next week. Bye.